Together, we will make America strong again. We will make America wealthy again. We will make America proud again. We will make America safe again. And yes, together, we will make America great again. Good afternoon, and welcome back to Jacqueline's podcast. In 2016, Donald Trump was officially elected into office despite losing the popular vote. He won the race of presidency against Hillary Clinton because he had an advantage in states with smaller populations and an advantage in the Electoral College. Donald Trump won the vote of white evangelicals by 81%. An NPR report put it this way. The white evangelicals make up a huge swath of the Republican Party, and Donald Trump can credit his victory as President of the United States in part by their overwhelming turnout. Fellow podcast host Abdifah put his victory in terms of evangelical turnout historically. He said, Carter was a Democrat, but since then, evangelical voters have solidly backed Republican candidates, including Donald Trump in 2016, which leads us back to that popular assumption, Christian, Republican, and white. In order to examine how the Christian right is connected to Trump getting elected, let's first take a look at Trump's political style. As seen in the book Becoming Right by Amy J. Binder and Kate Wood, Eastern Elite is a private institution of higher education with a 7 to 1 student to faculty ratio and a huge number of small seminar classes. Eastern Elite students are reminded what the payoffs of graduating from this school will be. Its tuition is around $50,000 per year. Western Public, on the other hand, provides more of the American college experience. It is ranked one of the top party schools in the nation and is a public institution. These two institutions matter the topic of how the Christian right led to Trump getting elected president because of the style in which Trump followed to promote his candidacy. Most students from Eastern Elite participate in civilized discourse, much of which you would assume the evangelicals would participate in as well. But Donald Trump would follow more of a Western public style, engaging in provocative public action, as can be seen through some of his tweets. For example, the New York Times wrote an article about how Trump reshaped the White House, having a high focus on the way in which he uses Twitter. The New York Times wrote, He regularly takes to Twitter to lash out at his perceived enemies. In fact, he attacks someone or something in more than half of his tweets. They continue on later in the article to elaborate further, explaining, More than half of the president's posts, 5,889, have been attacks. No other category even comes close. His targets include the Russia investigation, a Federal Reserve that won't bow to his whims, previous administrations, entire cities that are led by Democrats, and adversaries from outspoken athletes to chief executives who displease him. The way in which Trump talks is not the same style as how the evangelicals talk. There is a documentary called Jesus Camp where children spend their summers learning the Bible. These evangelical Christian children and parents do not speak with the same provocativeness or profanity that Donald Trump uses. In fact, the first time we see the provocative political action in Jesus Camp is a small section of the video where there was protesting against abortion. So, after hearing this, it is obvious that evangelicals vote based off of political style, not political substance. They do not vote for him based off of his ideals, but rather the way in which he carries himself. Style is how the Christian right connects to Donald Trump's candidacy. When you look at a movement like the Christian right, part moral, social, and political, 
You have to consider these style factors and its approaches to religion and reality, not just beliefs. Beliefs can be important, but so is style. Listening to the things Trump say, they don't always make sense to many people. But because he speaks and advocates with more of a style of provocativeness in politics, he creates an absolutist attitude. For example, NPR posted an article where Trump admits to calling the shots by claiming his authority is total. Trump's absolutist attitudes are why the Christian right is in the same corner as him, because they see somebody who is not willing to compromise on his ideals, just as they will not compromise on their evangelical ideals. You can see an example of where the evangelical Christians choose to not compromise on their ideals in the same documentary, Jesus Camp, when they were protesting abortion or when they choose to homeschool their children to prevent them from learning about global warming or evolution. They do not compromise on their ideals the same way Trump tries not to compromise on his ideals or even the power of his presidency. Trump's style of absolutism and the notion that he will do what he says because he speaks his mind has pushed the voter support of the evangelicals. Thanks for listening. You've been listening to an episode of Transforming America, a podcast about the religious right, its origins, people, ideas, and the way it's changed the political and social lives of all of us. Transforming America is produced by Lehigh University students working together to understand the Christian right and share it with you in short episodes like this. Please join us on this journey. Subscribe to Transforming America so you don't miss the dozens of other episodes in this series.